Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's going to be a weird episode. <laughs> might be a little, I might get ejected from this episode. Might, might be it might be a unique, memorable episode of the Losers Lounge. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. I need a drink. Uh, I need a drink. Yeah, and this time, like, I'm telling you, a little bit of a serious one. I would say a serious tone to this show today because I feel like this was a ver- very revealing road trip for the Denver Nuggets. We wanted to know where are they at. Got a good record. Could easily be number one in the West at this point. But they haven't really been tested. We want to see. I think it's a little clear what the Nuggets are not right now, which is midseason form, playoff form, good championship contending basketball team. Absolutely resoundingly not those things as they get a blowout loss to the Pelicans. And and what had so many storylines, but I think a couple things that we're going to really start to hone in on. Some themes that I think are probably established for at least several weeks, if not the rest of the season. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR. Did we do anything on our bets tonight? We did nothing on our bets tonight. Damn. All right, well, there you go. Uh, over here, looking great. Yeah, looking phenomenal. Yeah, dress for looking. the occasion. Yeah, you dress know? for the... What the hell? Why'd you dress Your up for Sunday this Your Sunday best... Why'd you just say you had? You, that's how optimistic I you were. I felt like huh? there was a reminder game coming from Jokic. I was right about that. You were right, but the rest of it. Ugh. Ugh. That, this is the craziest part about it. Is like Yoke was so dominant tonight. No. <laughs> uh, we got the the man with the wind in yeah. his hair. Let's hope we can get some role players to contribute on this show, unlike the Nuggets <laughs> got today. I'm gonna need some role. Yeah, we're gonna have to have some some people step up tonight. All right, we're gonna have to really get some people to step up. Uh, then over here, superstar Dev. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing it to myself, getting excited about um, the Man, Nuggets. Uh, that one hurts. In these <laughs> type hurts. of uh, situations, in these type of oh. matchups, where you're just like, hey, this is for a chance for them to prove it, and they don't prove it. I mean, this is the thing, man. Is that it? It stings you saying that, but you know what? I I can't. There's, I have to agree. Like I feel, all year we've been sort of this like muted excitement for the Nugget season yep. and this or that. And I think a lot of the wind is out of the sails just for like they're still frustrating on a scale that is like, um, you know, we just didn't expect. We didn't expect at this point in the season to be frustrated at this scale. But let's get into it. Before we get into it, guys, we're going to talk a lot. And I'm going to be honest. We're going to talk a lot about Michael Malone tonight because there's just a lot there. There's a lot right now to kind of say I, you always want to be slow, especially when you're talking about some kind of big changes. Like fans can react left to right, up to down, like so, so quickly. You always want to be, be slow. But to me, he's a big talking point with some of the decisions we've seen and the results of those decisions as well as obviously a defense that has been like an emphasis that continues to just look completely lost out there. Worse um, and worse. 
What's that? The defense is getting worse. Oh, it's getting way worse. It's uh, lot, lots to get to here. Yeah. Um, quick recap, guys. Make it quick. Because honestly, there. <laughs> this I stopped taking notes in the third quarter, but it was just a redundant. I could have just hit repeat after that. To open, Jokic dominating the first quarter. Scored in every single way. And here's the thing. After the last game, I was very hypercritical of Jokic for his approach to the game. Right? I thought his approach in this game was unbelievable. Yes. Playoff Jokic. Yeah. The way he came out in this game and completely set the tone and dominated. So you think when Jokic does that, your good things are going to happen. And indeed they did. In the first quarter, Nuggets were up 13 points, I think, uh, when Jokic checked out. And you think like, okay... Yoke did whatever he needed to do, took the, the energy out of the building on the road, mm -hmm. and then, boom, you got it. Davon comes in. <laughs> For some reason, we're still in the Davon uh, Reed you know, experiment. Davon comes in. Nuggets bench blows the entire lead almost immediately. Nuggets go from up 13 to up 4, 31-27. Jose Alvarado hit four threes. And what did we talk about in the pregame show the Nuggets might be lacking? Some swagger. Would you grade Jose Alvarado's swagger tonight pretty, in this game? High, twenty out of ten. <laughs> Jose Alvarado, unbelievable game from him. Just I mean, the latest reserve to have the game of his life against the Nuggets. I will, I'll say this though: Alvarado plays with that swag, whether he has a career high night or not. <laughs> right, like he, for sure. he usually he, doesn't hit eight threes. He doesn't usually hit eight threes. He doesn't usually shoot the ball the way he did tonight. But you know what? He carries himself like he's shooting the ball like yep. that every night. And let's put a pin in that for a second. He was fantastic tonight. But you know whose fault it was that Alvarado went off? Who's? Bones Highland. Bones Highland. Five minutes in the game. Get him out of there. We got to get Alvarado to s slow down, man. He's killing him. Yep. We'll get him out of there. We're going to fix that problem. It's Bones' fault. It's Bones Highland's fault. Get him out of there. Murray had some impressive buckets in that second quarter. He got going. His best stretch was the second quarter. And then Jokic back in, immediately back to taking over. I thought we were going to get the first four-quarter Jokic game mm. in this one because the first quarter was incredible. Second quarter was incredible. Third quarter was incredible from Jokic, too. He starts off with a three. He goes inside. He's dominating. Four fouls on Valanciunas, who was so frustrated. He couldn't do anything. Jokic was humiliating him. It was an all-timer. And yet, the Nuggets still can't get any stops. Aaron Gordon was struggling all night with uh, Zion. Alvarado was getting whatever he wanted. And once that third quarter turned, which was like four minutes into the third quarter, five minutes into it, once it turned, it did not stop. The Alvarado show continued into the late third, wild. continued into the fourth, and they curb stomped the helpless uh, Denver Nuggets defense all the way through the second half, despite the fact that Nikola Jokic in this game played 34 minutes. Did I get that right? No. 37 minutes, I was wrong, was 32 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, was a plus 2, 13 of 19 shooting. He missed 6 shots. 3 of those were 3-pointers. One of those, he rebounded and tipped back in. <laughs> so, like, anything inside the 3-point line was automatic for, for Jokic tonight, just dominating and was a plus 2, and yet it wasn't even close. The Nuggets lose mm. by 15. We'll start with big takeaways, and I'll start with you, Dev. What, what do you think? We haven't talked. So, me and Dev didn't sit together today. Talking to these fellas a little bit. Dev, Dev off in his own world today. So I don't know. What was your big takeaway? My big takeaway is Jokic showed up, um, dominated in every uh, facet of the game. Um, Aaron Gordon showed up defensively, guarded Zion um, so, so well. Yeah. And then there was just a whole bunch of what the hell is happening. Yeah. And I think I'm just getting so tired of what the hell is happening. Yeah. Um, questionable uh, rotations. Um, guys that are playing a lot more minutes than they should be out there playing. I, I feel like there's just a, a whole bunch of just trying shit right now, just trying things. Um, and that's leading to the 
other team going on huge runs um, that Denver is not uh, able to overcome. Um, it's leading to guys on the team. I'm not saying that they like Malone has like lost the locker room, but like guys are just like questioning what is happening the entire time, and it's it's just crazy for for us to be at this point of the season and for Denver to be. Um, you know, so high in the standings, and there's just so much of I don't know what this is. Right. Um, so my biggest takeaway is what the hell is going on with Malo? Yeah, Dad, what do you, where, do you, where do you go, Harrison? I mean, Dev said like they're trying every or they're what'd you say? They're not trying everything. No, I or feel they're, like they're just trying shit, just trying yeah. anything. I feel like they're not trying shit because. I mean, Michael Malone rolled out Davon Reed with that bench unit, DeAndre Jordan. Vlako Chanchar, who's just playing too many minutes right now. Ish Smith played. I, I, I don't know if he's playing too many minutes, but he had a bad game. He's, his role's a little too big right now, I think. Ish Smith played way too much tonight. He was sent in. He was subbed in to be the Jose Alvarado stopper. He didn't stop him. And, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. Why isn't Christian Brown playing? I don't know. Nobody knows. Like, he's a great defender. The Nuggets need defense. Their defense is falling apart by the game right now. And you can't take the Nuggets seriously as a championship contender at this point. You just can't. I mean, they're just not in that conversation. The defense isn't close to where it needs to be to be in that conversation. The offense is, but you got to play defense. And, like, the Nuggets aren't, and they're not playing the right guys to play defense, I think. There's a lot there. There's, there's yeah, a lot I had there. a lot of takeaways. Yeah, a lot of takeaways, but a lot, of, a lot there. I'll let you go. What's your big takeaway? I think they ran into a better team, at least right now, Man. sitting here today right now. I think Hard that's to argue. A, it's a better basketball team. Now, I will say, they played them at home. They played them, you know, like the Atlanta-New Orleans road trip. It's an early game. A lot of shot variants involved. Sure, fine. I still think they played a better team. They played a team that the ball was moving. Um the ball moved really quickly, even when guys were hot, like Zion and Jose were both still like very willing and able to move the ball, get off the ball. The, the, there was just a, a, a sort of sense of togetherness and crispness with how they were playing, moving the ball, how much better they were defensively. Remember, they were without Brandon, In Brandon Ingram right tonight, who, right. today, who typically kills the Nuggets as it is. So uh, the, I, the Pelicans, though, to and to be fair, the Pelicans look better when they have either Zion or Ingram. Sure, so far this year, I think they'll figure it all together. But but, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, you could say, well, they're down Porter. Well, they were down Brandon, and and I just think that's a team that has a better understanding of how they win right man, now. Man, that and last part is great. One more note that I just think we haven't seen from this team in in the in the past, and I under Malone in the Malone tenure, for a long time, this was. The, you just felt the juice. You know, the play for each other line yeah. felt not like an empty platitude or something, but like a real philosophy and approach. Doesn't feel like that's been there this season. Yeah. And it was for New Orleans today. Yeah. The Nuggets feel stale. I hate to say it, but that's like one of the words. If you ask me how would I describe the Nuggets season so far, I would say it feels a bit stale. And here's the trait for me. I was in my intro kind of talking about Bones Highland getting the yank. And I think Bones, like, look, he gave up a couple things or, or what have you. But it was pinned on, uh, to me, it was pinned on him. There was no other adjustments that were made in this game from the rotation. There was one adjustment. It was Bones Highland out. You're the problem. What, what did anybody else do? How many Alvarado have again? 38. Were they at 38? He was he going Bones for 40. <laughs> was it Bones Highland that took all 38 of those points? Chris Marlowe said, Alvarado for 40. And yeah. I was like, wait, wait, what? I know. <laughs> you know, he want, well, you know what's funny, actually? And this is, I don't, 
Zeke came in and Christian Brown came in at the end. Both times, one was a block of Alvarado, the other one, like, could I think a steal? Now, <laughs> that was the end of that. game. It doesn't matter. Other than, you know, Alvarado wanted 40. Oh, yeah. Alvarado did not want to check He's out of never this game get with that chance again. He actually, so as much as that was the end, and I'm not going to read too much into two plays, that was like, he was still trying his, yeah. his best to score points, yeah. and, and they did a good job containing him there. But my point is, this is my biggest critique of Michael Malone. This game to me is the ultimate. We have to put a stamp on this one, but it's really this entire season. It's clear that Michael Malone has his guys, and he has the guys that are not his guys, and it's clear who those are because I said my last one for me it was Yoke needed to play harder in the first half, right? I just thought he waited too long. It cost totally. him. By the way, against an Atlanta Hawks team that turns out Trey Young just didn't show up to the game for, <laughs> so they were in their own like chaotic turmoil. That makes that loss so much so worse. Yeah. worse. So much worse that they lost to a team that was like fighting with themselves up until tip off, and then somehow comes out and beats Denver. That's an atrocious one. Um, but my point is, so I had the, the Jokic thing. Jokic comes out and does a good job of that tonight. He, do, he does that. We say Michael Porter. The team can't defend with him. Michael Porter hasn't been there for this disaster. Disaster. This isn't Michael Porter's fault. Is Michael Porter a Malone guy? He takes every chance he can to talk shit about him in post-game pressers. In fact, Does he not? Am I wrong? Yeah. In fact, they look better with Michael Porter Defensively, out there playing defense. How wild is that? Honestly. And so, you know, Bones got the quick hook tonight, but then we go to the other way. Davon Reed, I don't want to belabor the point because I don't even feel like it's his fault. 13 minutes tonight, his stat line, one rebound, three points, minus 17 in those 13 minutes. He got, he he's the Malone guy clearly right now. Uh, Ish Smith is out there. This was not a good game for Ish Smith. Uh, you know, eight points, four turnovers, three assists, but part of why Denver really let go of the rope late in this game, Ish Smith couldn't contest the guys that were knocking down threes late in the game he wasn't getting like you know i know he has block shots he had one tonight but they were shooting freely on him and tonight. I, i'm sorry man i know ish smith played a good defensive game a couple games ago got the defensive player the game chain right ish smith is not a go-to right, defender right, right. Like, what are we doing here what are we doing it's ish smith let's not fool ourselves about this <laughs> he's a great guy he's a cool vet he's not like a go-to <laughs> defender it's very clear though that he has guys like davon reads a guy ish smith's a guy deandre jordan who had a terrible game tonight is, is his guy now let's go to the other side of this i don't know what christian brown did i honest to god don't know what he did to be cut out of this rotation man i don't know all i know is it's clear he is not a michael malone guy which is crazy it is crazy because Michael Malone's been preaching defense. By the way, they were fifth worst defense coming into the night. That's going down. They're Ooh. they're going in the wrong because it was like point one from being twenty eighth on yeah. defense. All right, they're flip flopping with the Knicks. Even every if day. you don't think Christian Brown is the solve, like he's a defensive player. That's what he was scouted to be. That's what he was in college. That's what. He, and honestly, it's what he's been so far. He has looked very good on the defensive end. And on top of that, even if you're not a Christian Brown guy, whatever, when you're getting cooked for thirty eight points, it's worth trying a different guy. You it's, would think it's worth saying. You know what? Maybe this isn't working out. Let's just see if we have other bodies to throw out there and to see if it works. He's not a guy. Zeke Nod. Not a Michael Malone guy. What was Zeke Naji's? What is he? If you were to define what kind of player he is, three even and if D. we call it prospect, three and D. Yeah, a defensive player. They went eight of thirty-one from three and not, didn't play any D. Not a Michael Malone <laughs> guy. Not a Michael Malone guy. So he is out of the rotation. To me, this is the thing that I'm seeing with the team, and it's been all evident all year. But you don't want to kind of go too far on any of it. But right now, this would be how I would explain. There's just Malone. Jeremy Grant, by the way, I think was also one of these guys, not a Malone guy. He comes off of the bench for the Nuggets the entire season. Then he immediately goes off, and now he's like an integral part. I know this is old history, but I'm just saying this is a trait that we have seen actually for years that I don't even think – some people said it's vets versus young guys. It's this, I don't think it – I actually don't think it's that. 
I just think it's his guys versus not his guys, and I think we're seeing, I, I think we're seeing the guys that are his guys getting curb stomped. Yeah, I mean, some of it just seemed so obvious over these last two games. I feel like these last two games, so many of these frustrations just came to a head because I feel like we were just trying to figure out this Nuggets team. We we were really high on them coming into this road trip. The schedule, they've been on the road a lot, but they played pretty easy competition. The Rockets twice, the Spurs twice, the Thunder twice, the Pistons, the Knicks. Right. I feel like it was a bit of a reality check, these two games on the road. Totally. And just the way they lost these games, it's just kind of some of the stuff we've been talking about all season, which is questions about the defense, the bench. And it was just so frustrating to watch because... It's the points that we've been trying to hammer home all season. And they were just right there, like, like right there today. Um, man, it was it was tough. It's also a different equation now because you're losing these games. So you can't even make this argument of, well, it's about picking up these wins and home court and all that. You know, like if you're right. going to get torched, do you have to go down? And I don't even think he was necessarily the worst decision today, but like, do you have to go down with this Smith or is there more value to letting bones play through it? Can bones figure this out? Mm. Because but, mm, I love who this. do you want to be at the end of the year, the team playing Ish Smith or the team playing their first round draft pick. And I right. don't, that sounds very rude towards Ish and it's not the point. It's just, he, he's a, he's a 13 year old. He's a 13 year vet. That's never been that guy. So what are you working towards between point A and point B? And this is the thing. Jose Alvarado, you know, is a second year player clearly has the trust of his coach. Willie Green, by the way, I think one of the best coaches, one best up-and-coming young coaches, and already a guy that, like, if they play the Pelicans in a playoffs, I know that 60 games from now, there will be a lot of different things about both teams. Yeah. But one thing that's a constant is Willie Green, I think, is an up-and-coming great coach. He's a very, very good one. But you know what? You can tell when a guy has your back. It has Jose Alvarado, He was he running the sets every time? Was he making – he had turnovers tonight. He had things he didn't do. You know what he plays like? A guy that knows he can go out there and play the way he knows how to play. Yeah. That he has the, like, I'll make some mistakes, but I'm also going to do this or that. Jose Alvarado caught fire early. He had, like, one or two threes. He started jacking threes. <laughs> he started jacking threes out there, and you could just tell there was a freeness, a swag. Yeah. And I'm sitting here saying the Nuggets don't have swag. Is it possible? What was the swaggiest Nuggets team that we've had in the Malone era? Is it possible that some of this stuff is connected, that there is a way to empower your team to where they feel that? Dev, am I being – Turn it up too hot here? No, I don't. I don't think that. Um, and it's just really about freedom, um, about guys being able to play that the, the way that they want to. Um, and if you take a guy like Bones Highland, he's a player that's just similar to that. Yes, he's going to have some um, bad defensive uh, plays. Right. I feel like we've, we've been seeing him. He's on a bad defensive stretch. But to have him go and play five minutes in this game, like that's a that's not having uh, your back that's at all. Not, at all. That's uh, that's having a red light when you're a player. That's like you're you're gonna have to play through those things. You're gonna right. have to, to to go up and down. Um, and then you have those new um, rookies and, and guys that come in with already a chip on their shoulder, um, already trying to find themselves in the in the league, and then they they get pulled at their first um, missed assignment. They get pulled. Um, the first time that they take a couple of shots. So now, like, through your whole tenure, you're like, I don't want to go back to that where I'm being benched. So now you're just like, I'm not going to do anything at all, or I'm just going to just play timid. Guys are playing timid with them. And you already talked about if you're not one of his guys, you already have, you know, uh, a red light on you. You already feel like that that's not your place. 
Um, and, and we see that in these type of things. There's no way at all that a Ish Smith and Davon Reed play a lot of minutes in this game. Um, and then Christian Brown doesn't. Zeke Naji doesn't. Because if you look at the biggest part of what's wrong with the Nuggets right now, it's defense. Yeah. So what? Well, hold on. Do you point? want to know what the defensive rating was for these guys Don't here? Don't tell me. DeAndre Jordan tonight, do you want to know what his defensive rating was in no. his minutes? His nine minutes. I mean, it's nine minutes, so it's a lot of variance. 179. Yeah, not great. Oh, not 179. Great. And I think as you try, you know, with this game, I think if you try to boil it down to any one thing, you know, you're probably going to miss the bigger picture, right? There's some bottom line stuff to all of it. Everything we're saying about Malone is true. The players are also playing like garbage. Right. Like defensively, have some pride. Right. And it's not, let's run through the list, by the way. Faku's not on this roster. Will Barton's out of town. Oh, man. You know, I nope. mean, who's like Michael yep. Porter? Michael Jr. Porter wasn't even he out there, man. The he wasn't tonight. even out there. Yeah. So there are guys that are capable of playing better that aren't playing better, first of all. That's, that's got to be said. And we'll get to the, you know, some, some key guys had some bad games today. But it's, I think people keep using the word stale and. I think it's a fair word to use. You know, to, are they doomed to be stale all year? I don't know. But does it feel that way right now? It's just not inspired, right? The, even for all the games they've won, I think we all expected to be inspired by this group. Right. And and there's maybe one or two games where you would say that. The Pelicans looked inspired. They tonight. sure did. They, they played like a team, sure man. Did. Something I love that um, Willie Green did tonight. So Valanciunas picked up his fifth foul pretty early in yeah. the second half. Didn't play him the rest of the game. Yeah. He rolled with Billy yeah. Aaron Gomez the rest of the game because he right. was killing it. Right. And, like, he just rode that momentum. Um, Pelicans looked like a team today with a lot of swag, a lot of togetherness. The Nuggets looked like and Nicole and Jokic. Confidence. And confidence, though, I think, <laughs> confidence is the key. Like, I mean, even Trey Murphy, he's a second-year player. Man, that guy looks confident. He looks like, again, he has his team behind him. He's got his coach behind him. Yeah. The Nuggets looked like a one-man show. I mean, Which they were, wasn't supposed to be the case this year. They were a one-man show. I mean, really, it is. It's one of those things where yo, the blessing and curse of Jokic is that the blessing is he does so many things for you that he helps you out when you know when you when you trip up, he can carry you and overcome all these flaws. the The hard part about him is sometimes it's hard to acknowledge your flaws when you have somebody carrying you so much out of it. And honestly, tonight I don't try to be redundant. There's been games this year where Yoke hasn't. This hasn't been the case of Yoke. Tonight, the good parts about Denver were largely the good parts about Jokic. He really did yeah, carry them today as much to as competitiveness. And when that ran out, it was out. It seemed like if Nikola Jokic wasn't shooting the ball or like setting up somebody for an easy bucket, it was just a disaster of a possession for the Nuggets right. today. That's right. what it really I mean, seemed like. A big part of it, Jamal Murray was not good today. Jamal Murray was, it was really was bad. Pretty bad. We'll get to, I want to. I almost want to couch right, yeah, him for later, wait. but no. But that's good to mention. But we can wait. Yeah, we can elaborate on that. But later. it is part of the story here. Is your some of this is yeah? Could the guys have played better? Some of the guys that were out there, like KCP, is clearly in a little bit of a shooting slump. You yep. know, oh four tonight. He could have just gone one of four, two of four. Would have made a little bit of a difference. Murray six of seventeen would have made a, made a difference. We'll get to those guys. But some of this is just. This is the, there's a rhythm to Nuggets games that we're almost like it's we just recognize it innately now and that is you can get this dominant first punch, kind of lose it, collapse all at once, everything's gone, the entire magic is gone, and Yoke might do some things to keep you treading water for a while, but once that magic is gone, it is absolutely gone. Yeah. Um, the the other scary part about this is you know we are this far into the season now and the Nuggets defense like it's a large sample size. The Nuggets can't guard. They can't guard. And you brought in all of these guys, again, 
Is it that they're not, they don't have enough guys? Is there something about the way it's being taught, or is it the staleness? But to me, I have no hope that the Nuggets are going to turn the corner defensively. I don't have any. I Am mean, I, it's, anybody else, it's been 22 games. It'd be foolish to have hope. How, how could you have any hope a, I, after this amount of games? I know that opposing teams look at Denver on their, their, their schedule and they say yes. Yep. Like, honestly, like for this to be like a contender or a team that has championship aspirations, other teams should not lick their chops when right. they look at you on the schedule or know that this is a game that they can get off um, on you on. And that's what's like uh, so perplexing about how much of the def- defense that they have this year. This is like one of their better defensive units on paper. But that's where it stays, on paper. They're yeah. not slowing guys down. They're not um, putting fear in anyone. And we're starting to see it every single game. Opposing guards are lighting them the hell up. Every game. Yeah. You know who had the best defensive rating on the team tonight was Yoke. <laughs> 107.6, which is kind of Well, funny. he played defense tonight. He actually did. That's what's so depressing about the whole thing is he did exactly. Look, I, I stand by everything we said about his effort in Atlanta, right? And then in the most cruelly ironic, like right in your face right away, guess what? He's going to do everything you guys asked him to do, and it's still not enough, not even close. It's so deflating. And here's the thing, man. I mean, we just... It's we talked about Jokic's role in the drop in defense. I think that applies. I think that's valid. But it's still better defenders. It's still a better defensive roster. It's still a more defensively oriented front office. And it's gone backwards. So you got you look at Malone, you have to. And listen, man, I I don't even know the guy, so I don't want to do like but Ryan Saunders is in charge of this defense. This defense is horrendous. Right. And that you just can't get away. There's a bottom line. And, and I think Saunders and Malone wear that. Yeah. They both think. Like, I think playing Christian Brown would help. I think maybe trying to play Zeke Naji would help a little bit. Is it going to cure this defense? No. Hell no. And well, you just look at the defensive ratings in the league right now. The Nuggets, I think they're going to drop to 26th after this game. Like, they have a significantly worse defense than the Brooklyn Nets, than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then the Washington Wizards. Just insane. Then the Sacramento Kings. Just insane. And they have so much more individual defensive talent than those teams. That tells me that there's just something like ingrained within the Nuggets, particularly regarding the defense, that's just wrong. Yeah. You know, there's there's something systematic with the Nuggets defense. That's wrong. We're coming out of an era of ascension for the Denver Nuggets. We really are. And the Jamal Murray stuff, you know, the injury really, like, slowed it down. And it's kind of like we're getting whiplash because you had a slow ascension. Then you had, like, a, a, you stopped. And now here you are leveled up to the point where we have to be honest about something. This is the height of Jokic's prime. I think he's going to be at this level for a while, like four, four years or five years, something like that. I mean, well, who knows? He's yeah. 27. Usually 27 to 32, you're really, really good. You're, you're at the, t- the peak here. But you're in it right now. You're in it. You can't waste opportunities. And you see this and say, this team is this bad defensively here. You're at the stage where other teams are kind of like just not even taking you seriously and this or that. There is a sense of urgency that uh, is arriving this season 
that we have not experienced, the people that have been following the Nuggets for this seven-year run, it just has never been like this. Right. Because there's never been a season like this. And so these conversations become a little bit more difficult, a little bit. And I'm trying not to, I don't want to be hot about it. Anytime you start critiquing a coach, I just feel like it feels like a hot take. But, it feels like but you're being like the, the, fanny. There's a reason fan. we're doing it, though. It's because... Yeah. It's this season. There's lots and of reasons. It's the that the expectations have never been higher. Yeah. And it's because it's a championship or bust season. So like those are the conversations we need to have this year. Like yeah. there's a year we're gonna have them. It's it's right now. You even see on the, in my opinion, you see on Jokic's face some of that frustration, man. Him sitting there, they cut to him in the third quarter or something while he's sitting there. And you could just see like he looked like he wanted to throw a chair. Um, <laughs> he looked so mad. And then Malone getting thrown out at the end of the game too. I was kinda like weak. Man. Like here's the thing. You're gonna get thrown out sometimes in the NBA if you're a coach. Pick him, man. Wait, the game's over. What's yeah, the point yeah. of that? If you was going to try to inspire him, inspire him way earlier early in the game. Do it at, you know, at the halftime. Do it after your team gives up a 17-7 run that like just completely changes um, everything in that game. Um, do it backing your guy on a foul or something like that. Don't do it when you've already made a lot of questionable calls the entire right. day. Um, the game is out of balance, and then you're just doing it to prove no point. Right. Like, that's when you're like, hey, how do you call out someone else when you're making these type of decisions? I think that that's what makes it frustrating. And when you said uh, you feel guilty or you just feel like um, wrong for making these type of comments about Malone or just a coach in general, it like like Harrison said, it is because of the expectations are higher than they have ever been. So now you're actually um, you're, everything that he does is magnified. You're starting to see. Um, problems in his uh play calling these is problems in his rotations and things like that you want him to get better and it just doesn't look like there's a change going to happen yeah let's hit a break guys we're long on this first segment but um this is a frustrating one and a revealing one the nuggets are not that team not yet you're not that not, guy not buddy. yet not that guy pal just yet wasn't <laughs> wasn't mpj's fault wasn't barton's fault how <laughs> lucky it wasn't faku's fault Guys, Who else we got? It is. Wasn't Bones' fault, really? Okay. Justice for Emmanuel Moutier. What Moutier? Well, okay. It might have been That's probably the line. Settle down, everyone. Guys, it's open enrollment time for individual health plans now through January 15th. Denver Health Medical, they offer the Elevate Exchange Plan. It's available on the Connect for Health Marketplace. Great benefits, affordable plan choices. Give them a call directly, 303-602-4912. You can also go online, denverhealthmedicalplan.org. If you're an individual or family looking for cost-effective quality health insurance, maybe you don't get coverage through your employer, maybe you're self-employed and need to get coverage, uh, check them out, 303-602-4912, denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Get enrolled before December 15th to have your coverage begin on January 1st. Give them a call. Go online today. Also, the Game Time app. If you need tickets for sporting events, concerts, shows, your, the Game Time app is going to be your guys' go-to. Use our link in the description. <laughs> wasn't Wancho's fault. <laughs> Use our link in the YouTube or podcast description. They've got these great last-minute price drops. So you don't have to go comparing all those third-party websites. Just use the Game Time app. Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, Broncos tickets, whatever you need. Concert shows, they have those too. Use the Game Time app for all your ticketing needs. Um, I see somebody saying, like, here's the, here's how shook I am by sort of just the way the season has unfolded. Is I got people who are saying, you know, OG Adenobi, wouldn't he be a great solve for this or that? I mean, part of me is wondering, like, would it be a good solve? Would the defense get better? I mean, is he going to take the Nuggets from the 27th best defense all the way to the top five? 
Like, I think he would help. I think he fits. I think he's a good player, but, like, I don't know. He might. They had a guy in Paul Millsap that made a man, huge change. Yeah. One guy. I love One this. guy. Is there more, like, more respect we could give a oh guy, my like, God, I know. after retirement? Just go, go, go scroll down and clean in the glass. Find the years where all of a sudden the offense starts trending up, or the defense yeah. starts trending up, yeah. and then when it starts trending yeah. down. Yeah, so true, man. Paul Millsap. That, that for contract Paul Millsap. was criticized. Massive respect. Ma- Ma- respect. Ma- he did the impossible. He made the Nuggets defense good. <laughs> he he so good. Unbelievable, man. Uh, let's get a little bit more into this actual game. You mentioned Jamal Murray. He was off tonight. I don't know if there's a whole lot to read into it. He missed a bunch of shots. Yeah. I just thought he missed a lot at the rim. I thought he missed a lot of jumpers that he usually makes. And I don't I don't know. Is there is there something more to that, Dev, that I'm missing? Or is it just like, hey, he had an off night? I mean, I, I feel like he had an off night. Like, the, I can't really, like, sit and think about, like, him just, like, taking tough shots and things like that. There hit, There is a lot of that. I feel like he over dribbles at times. Definitely um, And things, but not in this game um, in, in particular. I just think that he did not um, score. There was a little, like, uh, a little bit of him being invisible at times. Um, so maybe that. But I, I can't say that he didn't look back or um, he was getting attacked or anything like that. I just think that it was an off night um, from him. Yeah. He had one of the quintessential plays that, that bugs me. Nuggets down 11 in the fourth quarter. Walks the ball up. Me and Harris, I've told Harris, I was like, watch when he crosses half court. It was 16 seconds, right? He almost got an eight second he violation. He almost got an eight second violation. Then he pitches it to Yoke, back doors, gets a wide open layup, and then missed it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like frustrating because you should push it. It does make the other team feel you when they have to just get back. He doesn't. But again, Yoke covers so many sins. That even though you didn't do that, you still generated a wide open. There was layup. a point where Denver almost won this game tonight. I feel like. Oh man, I did not feel. I had no comp. When was this? I don't remember this. Like I had when no Yoke checked back in, and they the lead was within ten. Yeah. And you were like, maybe they could pull off this miracle. I didn't. But then I didn't you know, feel Jose that. Over out of I didn't feel that. Um, how do you feel Aaron Gordon did on Zion tonight? You know, I didn't actually think he did that poor of a job. I actually think he did a fine job. Um, I think that's some of the inevitability of Zion right there. Not a perfect player, does not have it figured it all out, have it all figured out. Doesn't really need to. Can just go to that left hand and good luck. Right. Um, I, I thought AG actually did a good job staying in front of him, making it hard for him. And I mean, look, Zion ultimately shot a lot of free throws. I don't know what you're supposed to do, man. Like, you, you can't make contact as a defender in the NBA anymore. They will call a foul. So you just put your hands up there, you try to stay in front of them. I thought he did a decent job. I thought, you know, as well as Zion played, it's it's a thing where you look at it and you go, well, he's going to get that more or less. I look at the other areas as, you know, why they lost this game. Yeah, I like the way that he defended. And not just him. I like the the duo of him and Jokic. Like, it was like a wall that they built um, that if Zion did get there, which I think Aaron Gordon did a great job of, like, limiting him being able to just come off of the corner and just run into it, he had uh, Jokic – um, backside, at least a, a look where Yoke, I mean, Zion had to try to drop it off. He threw a lot of them out of bounds just because he was like forcing it. Um, and also, he just made sure that he like felt them at, at all times. I feel like that's a play that they were going to do all the time is just um, start him at the high, uh, like the free throw line extended and just let him just run full speed. And Aaron Gordon made sure that he didn't um, let him get there. Also, he was a, a force on the boards, like just being around the rim. Um, and just trying to get out and, and, and go. So you can't say that Aaron Gordon didn't step up uh, and just try to show that he can um, play a bigger guy uh, aggressively. Yeah, I thought he did a, as good of a job as he could have, like, to be honest. Um, 
Zion had a pretty good game, but you know it's it's gonna happen. Like yeah. I don't think Zion Williamson was the reason the Pelicans won tonight. Yeah, I would have been curious to see. Like Vlaco kind of did, did not have a very good game tonight. This was m- maybe his worst game of the, of this stretch. Yeah, I would have yeah. liked to have seen what Zeke looks like though on Zion. Like if you think about what is Zeke's skill set, he moves his feet really well and he's big. He's not as big as Zion. Like nobody is. Even Aaron Gordon's not. But I, and maybe he would have gotten cooked. Like look, a lot of guys get cooked thinking a guy who's not in the rotation would shut down Zeke, uh, you know Zion Williamson. I don't think so. But I would have liked to at least seen it again. Mm-hmm. It's another guy that's like the archetype that you would have imagined was like, yeah, he should be a guy that's built to guard those types of guys. And that's another thing here about the rotation. A lot of teams have a top eight guys that play every single night, and then they have some other guys that are like, hey, what is the matchup? Where's the guy that we need? Oh, that's a Zeke Naji night. That's that's it. You know, we're, you're designed for this kind of thing, or, or or what have you. When they rolled out Davon Reed in the second half, I was just kind of like, man, there's nothing that you could do if you get Malone to change this right now. He's not going to do it. I was like stunned, but also not stunned that they went with the same bench in the second half. You know, yeah, because they were so bad. Where it seemed like, well, of course you've got to mix a Christian Brown or Zeke Naji into the second unit. But also, I wasn't stunned because we've seen that time and time again. I don't have any. Uh, KCP is the only one I have. This 0 for 4 shooting slump. He got wide open looks tonight. We took KCP threes tonight, and the game played out just how I thought, only he missed them all. KCP is a role player. You guys know where I'm going to go with this. We've done this before. Someone typically has to be your worst starter. You start five guys. There's going to be a fifth best player out. He's been great though, I think this year, but well, he just didn't make it. He's, in, he's, he's been quiet these last a, like three, four games. But right. he's right. been this really quiet. This is what quiet. I'm saying, right? He's five been, games. At his best, he's been much better than a fifth best player. My my point is simply, he's not a star. Right. So right, you're right. going to see variance across his season. Right. Also, yeah. he feels like he's in like a, a shooting slump right now, like just yes. not making shots right now. Um, that he was hitting and just being able to space the floor and make it um tough where. If he knocks down one or two, like uh, Pelicans have to defend him yeah. in, in a different way, or they have to, um, you know, double down, or they can't double down on Yoke, or have to get it out of his hands. So um, you want KCP to just be more consistent of a score. But when he was in the game, they didn't lose those minutes. You know, it was alongside Jokic. He's um, he's like a good complimentary player. We just want him to be able to knock down shots. Yeah, I don't think he needs to change anything he's doing. I think he's just a role player that's not going to hit these shots every single night. Do you, do you want to know the two plays that still stick in my head yeah. from, from tonight? The two just uncontested, wide open, parting of the Red Sea dunks. Oh, my God. Those from Trey Murphy tonight. Those are Vlad, Vladko back bad defenses. Back to back, yeah. dude. Oh. Yeah, those, God, those, those were bad. Those, those, I mean, those just kind of show you how broken Denver was. And here's the thing. It's like the second half, it just seemed like the Pelicans had figured something out yep, about Denver. They, they could just, get to the remember They knew term. exactly how to attack him, and Denver was lost. They just Denver looked lost in that second yep. half, honestly. That's how you get tomahawk dunks. That's how you get Jose Alvarado, who's by the halfway through the fourth quarter, he's not even playing real basketball. He's just trying to score, to, to run up the score and to get his point totals. Um and then again, Nuggets tonight, according to Cleaning the Glass, a 118 defensive rating, which is kind of funny because it's like their best one yet. That's only merely horrible. <laughs> you know, I'm serious about that. 118 would be the worst of the NBA, but at least it's only barely worse. The other night they had like a 140. So yeah. Nuggets, Maybe they'll hold on to the 25th ranked defense. I don't think they was like, I don't think they will. I think they're unfortunately in a tight spot. Um and then Bruce Brown, I don't have anything on him particularly. Offensively, I thought he was fine. Defensively, I didn't think he, he made an fine. impact. 
It was fine. Was he uh, was he defending uh, CJ McCollum? Yeah, he was quiet. I thought he did a super good job. quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like just McCollum went three of eleven. Yeah, if you look at a guy that just made somebody work hard, like I felt like Bruce Brown was quiet, but the Pelican starters didn't really was. do much. Yeah, it was Zion. literally Jose Alvarado who won this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Zion got started when they put the the bench unit in. Right, and he just got to start attacking Blacko. Yeah, second quarter when the Nuggets. Four man bench with Bruce Brown, who's technically a starter, so right. Um, went up against Zion. Was this more, in your opinion, to do about the Pelicans, more to do about the Nuggets, or somewhat equal, Dev? I think it was a, a mixture uh, of a lot. I feel like um, the Pelicans are talented, um, and they played not an, even a good game. I, I feel like they just played their brand of basketball, and yeah, Denver did. did not play their brand of basketball, but I think that has to go with like overthinking these type of situations. Um, also, Denver's uh, Denver's stars played well, like or at least Jokic played extremely well. Aaron Gordon did what he had to do. Jamal Murray not so much, um, but also the defense is what we've been seeing all year long. So that just has to be the has to be Denver's identity right now. So it's how do you change the worst thing about you? The defense. That's what they have to do. And the Pelicans, they they didn't slow down. Who's gonna? Who's going to, I mean, when is Denver going to step up and slow another team down? Yeah, real quick, Kel, you want to pull up a Bones Highlands Twitter feed? I want, I want to, we, have, we, have a, we have a spicy tweet. Have you guys seen this? I have. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means either, so it could I mean nothing. I think we know what it I think means. We know. Come on. It's a tweet from 16 <laughs> minutes ago, so this happened very quickly after the game. Uh, scroll in so I can see what that means. What is, one's cr- is the laughing emoji, and the other one, what would you call that? Well, he's, cry- he's crying while laughing, and then... I don't know what the second one is. That's what I'm saying. Laugh now, cry later. All right, I made that up. <laughs> I hate that. Bones and then a sigh. This. I think he's laughing, crying, and then sighing. Yeah, I hate that he did it. Honestly, just because of um, if there's one person on the Nuggets team that has like uh, a great memory, it's Malone. Yeah. Like <laughs> You're so right. He's going to punish you know, him for a long time. But here's the thing. Accurate. This is Bones' way of saying like, already bench me. Already, you know, already blamed me for yeah, this. Yeah, you one. can't say that it can't get worse because uh, trust worse. me, it, it can, can get, get worse, worse and he's going worse. to stick it up. So yeah. I really do hope that he tries to clear this up or like he takes it down or something. Because I mean, I, it's already going to get back to Malone. He's already, you know, it is what it is. But also, why are you doing that right now? Like, I just don't feel like that's what. He, 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 here's the thing about Bones. You know, he's kind of out in the open. You know, yeah. he, he kind of puts it because this stuff has happened before. By the way, I keep bringing it up, but it is true. Like some of this was with Jeremy Grant. He was disgruntled behind the scenes with his role, his playing time, this or that. And you don't hear about him until all of a sudden free agency. He's bursted. You know, he's left or something. Um, I don't love Bones doing it either, uh, but it is one of those things that's enlightening. It is revealing to me a little bit that it's like, all right, we haven't in the Malone era really seen a player kind of vocalize a player of his stature vocalize like, hey. Kind of throw his hands up publicly and do this. So, yeah, interesting times here in Denver. Interesting, very times. interesting, very interesting. Let's take a break on the other side. Uh, you know, we'll tie a bow on this one and kind of talk about what comes next and get super chat. Lots of super chats today. Ooh, love it. Yeah, I love it as well, guys. The NBA season it's heating up. There are still so many unknowns. Uh, we've talked about a lot of those on today's show. Uh, what I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Also, right now, everybody can earn up to a 100% profit boost. 
with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. The more legs you add, the bigger your profit boost. You add 10 legs, you get a 100% profit boost. Uh, so make sure to get on in on that with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DNBR. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, guys, Athletic Greens. If you're looking for more energy in your daily life, better gut health, if you want to improve your mm. immune system, check out Athletic Greens. Here's what's in Athletic Greens. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It works for every diet, every lifestyle. And Athletic Greens is going to hook it up. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All righty, back here. Man, you know it's a bummer? We're here at the bar. The Broncos lose by one point. You know, you just Broncos fans. Myself I enjoyed included. that, actually. You enjoy I mean, at this point, I don't really <laughs> care at almost at all. But, you know, you see Broncos fans down bad. And you're like, man, that sucks. They're down so bad. And then you're down just as bad. What the hell? Uh, you know what? Like, honestly, yeah. you're down just as bad. T to me, the biggest thing about this season, just the biggest, like, note is win or loss even when they were second in the west we really expected this to feel like a giant relief right we got our second lung back yeah. the, the source of all the vibes in colorado and it just hasn't been and that's yeah. frustrating man so what's what's up now what 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 do we need to see here in the coming weeks what's the most important thing you you, you think now i mean the schedule doesn't necessarily get easier denver they get back home they get one home game here who is their upcoming game against They've got Dallas at home on Tuesday. Like, that's a tough game. Dallas, by the way, is in the same boat as Denver. They're, yeah, they're reeling. They're desperate. They're reeling. They're desperate. You get Luka coming in, a bunch of guys that they don't necessarily trust. Um, Dev, what, what, what's, like, on the docket for the Nuggets? What do you need to see the rest of this week? The thing is, I don't even need to see good defense. I need to see Denver show up um, against, a, like, a star or just a good guy um, the way that they uh, defend Luca, I think right. is going to be pretty well, or just like you know the the opposing team's best guy. I don't care if another guy beats you. Like um, I think that that will be okay, like a little bit better. But you just can't let a guy go off completely. Um, so like just trying to have modest defense, um, showing up and winning some games against those teams. I, I feel like the um, there's not many marquee like type of matchups that they've won, wow. and I want them to win games that. You know, not necessarily they're supposed to win, but like not just against Houston Rockets. I want them to beat a few of these teams, especially with a tough stretch coming up. I got to see some changes, man. Hmm. I got to see some changes to the rotation, to lineups, to putting out guys that are going to defend. I mean, how can you expect this same rotation to defend? They haven't these last two games. Um, Nuggets haven't played defense all season. Something needs to change. Yeah. So I, I think you, I want to say like you need some significant changes to the rotation, just in terms of getting some better defensive lineups out there and just trying something else. Because I mean, how long are they going to try the same thing defensively for? Yeah. Maybe the entire season, but 
That can't be the case, you know? I don't, honestly, here's the thing, though. Denver's defense is trending in such a bad direction. And again, tonight, I thought the energy was in the, in the, in the game. Yeah. Because right. sometimes it's like they need, to t- they need to execute or they need to bring up the intensity. I'm like, man, I don't know, because they ratcheted that up and they got blown out tonight. So I don't know. Part of me thinks, if you said it could be this all year, I don't think it'll be this all year. Because you will not make it through the season playing this kind of defense. What do you need to see? Well, two things. First of all, Michael Porter Jr., uh, I know we're. I'm not expecting. To uh, me neither. I'm not I'm expecting not to see that. him at all. I might see him Saturday. That but might be the game. Can I just say it? Maybe like, we've seen the team enough times without him. Like it was cute. You know, I know Malone liked to remind us of their record without him that one game. I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough games without him where they've looked like absolute dog shit on both ends of the floor. So in my mind, good things have happened when Porter's been on the floor. So I'd love to see him healthy. Uh, second, though, I just want to see the juice. Like it's not even about what's the defensive rating. We've all we since pregame we've been trying to put our finger on this. I think everyone here maybe defines it a bit differently. Swagger, you know, feeling yourself, playing right. for each other, inspired basketball. That to me, that's the whole. Like you can look at this game and say, well, it's an early start. The shot luck was bad, right? You know, you could look at the Atlanta game and say, well, they never win in Atlanta. They lost some games because of COVID. I think all that stuff's true, but there's a common denominator that's hanging over all this like a cloud, which is just how stale it's felt. So I want to see smiles. I want to see them have fun playing. I want to see bones go on a Jose Alvarado run. I want to see guys dancing. Right. And Because then I think it's that much easier to communicate and buy in on defense. It's that much easier to play for each other. They've done that in one game this year. One game. One game. The Spurs game. Against the Spurs. You know what it was? The DNVR takeover. Guess what? That's the and Saturday. it was also when Bones Highland like had his best game of the season. But Bones is another guy. I know he can be frustrating because he's not perfect, guys. First of all, guys off the bench like they can have their ups and downs. They have their mistakes. That's why they're you know bench players. Why they're second year players. This or that. But you're right. Bones gives an energy. He injects a much needed and uh, energy off the bench. Wait, how many bench points were there tonight? Couldn't have been too many. I mean, I'm not to think. a lot. Count them up because I'm curious. Here's where I want to go though because you mentioned Michael Porter. Here's the thing that I keep thinking, and, and it's driving me nuts. I've long had the theory that Michael Malone really wants, you know, Vo- Nikola Jokic to step up and we're going to hear his voice, and his voice is so important, this or that. And I've always wondered, like, Malone is the leader of this team. He's the voice. He's the loudest guy. Is it hard to be a leader when you have somebody who already absorbs that role yeah. so much? Because I always hear these, these stories of the players, coaches, or this or that, that they step out. They're comfortable enough that they step completely away sometimes because they're like, I need to let those guys not just figure it out like on the court like Phil Jackson used to do, but even in practice, like giving the whistle to somebody else, having them run the team and this or that. And I wonder if Malone is just too controlling by nature to, to be have that. And I wonder if there are ripple effects that – so when I say can Yoke be a vocal leader, I've kind of almost given up on that. Part of me wonders, hmm, maybe under cir- different circumstances. Secondly, <laughs> you talked about – well, I'm, not, I'm just saying – I'm not saying I do think this. I'm just now yeah. wondering it. Michael Porter doesn't seem to read the court very well, right? Doesn't seem to play defense very well. Doesn't seem to fit into the flow here. It's another thing I'm sitting here watching. Jeremy Grant, I said these similar things about. Then he goes somewhere else, and all of a sudden he's incredible. Now he's in Portland. First he goes to Detroit. He's on a bad team. He's doing the Bowl Bowl, right? Okay, like, but yeah, but it's a bad team. And he got all those points. They won nine games or something. Now he's in Portland, and he's playing exactly the role you would hope he would, would have been playing in Denver. So part of me looks at this and says, again, I'm not saying it is the case. I'm just saying I'm a little more gun-shy about, hey, maybe Porter just doesn't have the right vo- – we already know Malone will talk shit about him in the me- to the media you know, if he gets a chance, make a little snarky comment. So I, I wonder, like, maybe this is a thing where he's better – can be better at that, wants to be better at that, but it's not clicking for whatever reason. Bones Highland, same thing. We've seen this guy have such a big impact. 
But now he's being benched, and now he's being pulled out, and people are, oh, he takes bad shots, he over-dribbles. I just want to see maybe there's different circumstances where it won't be that. That won't be the case. Yeah. I think with the leadership thing, I do believe the reason why Michael Malone's been, like, the face of this team from that perspective is because nobody else wanted to be. Like, and I really feel like if a Nuggets player stepped up to be that vocal leader, Malone would happily step aside. I, I do believe that. I just don't I, think I anybody don't. has. I don't. I don't think I no, do believe I do. that. And look, look, I mean, it could be. We don't know. We don't know. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't think I believe that anymore. And look, I've been in circumstances where there has been, you know, in a leadership role where there's been somebody else who is interfering with that leadership. And it can be, it's like the biggest challenge you can have is like, I'm having a hard time with this. Like, no, my voice is a little different from yours, but it's got to work. I have a method to my madness too, and if it keeps getting interrupted, it can be really, really difficult. So I don't know. I just look at I, – I'm just curious. Let's just put it that way. I'm very, very curious. Um, let's get to some Super Chats, Kale. I don't think we're going to get that Malone exclusive. Michael Malone, <laughs> get out of here. Nothing left to say. All right, well, drunk philosophy. That was a drunk philosophy. That was pretty tame from drunk philosophy. That was philosophy. pretty tame. <laughs> we got our Warriors fan in the chat. I can't read these guys. I have to light. Yeah, that's like right in my eye. I the Brown see. situation, talking Christian Brown, feels similar to the Lamb situation for the Warriors. If a rookie or two-way player getting minutes uh, or not can make or break a roster, there are bigger problems the team needs to uh, fix. Yeah, I mean, I feel that for sure. Again, Christian Brown's not going to solve everything with Denver, no. but he is a piece of a puzzle that I think makes their defense better. And oh, by the way, again... Yo, positive tonight. So making the bench like a little more cohesive makes sense. And again, I don't think it's just Christian. You got Zeke, you got Christian, you got Bones. You got three guys that are basically in three separate drafts. That's three years of guys that were brought in, showed signs of being the thing you need, and are now out. So, And then you look at a guy like Trey Murphy who, like again, there's a pipeline. Jose Alvarado, there's a pipeline. In fact, it's actually a pretty – I think it's actually pretty analogous. Herb Jones, who didn't play tonight – uh, you know, Trey Murphy, uh, you've got Jose Alvarado. These are guys that are coming in consecutive drafts that now fill in. And tonight, Dyson what, Daniels, Dyson starting, Daniels for starting for them. <laughs> tonight, Jose Alvarado was the, he literally was the difference. He is one guy. He's a second year role player and he was the guy. So as much as I agree with you that there's something true to that, the yoke minutes are still dominant. Yoke still number one or number two in total plus minus. Yeah, so we're yeah. actually talking about the a bench. bench unit and we're not talking about one guy. We're talking about multiple guys Two, one, two, and three years into this process, all on the same trajectory. So I don't know if I necessarily it's, agree with that one. It's not one. about fixing a broken team. This team is very close to very good. They're just not. Oh, right. Know? They came into tonight the second seed yeah, in the entire West. So the margins matter here. Ryan Saunders, three years in Minnesota, uh, 24th, 20th, and 28th in defensive rating. Curious why they thought that he'd be the one to hire to take the defense to the next level. That's a fair way to frame. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously we've been talking about this, but I just don't know. Yeah, there. Yeah, when he was coming in to be the defensive guy, I was like, I didn't know that was his <laughs> reputation that he was the defensive guy. I mean, look, he was Malone's guy. He talks about his relationship to Flip Saunders. Yep. He's the son of a coach. Like, there's something there in a personal level. It doesn't mean he would be a good or bad coach, but this was a Malone comfortable with him, brought him in, and unfortunately, that defense is going in the wrong direction under his uh, guidance. Pelicans just have more dudes than the Nuggets. Every player they bring in makes a positive contribution to the game. I, I disagree with this one today. I do think that they're a talented group, but I think that Alvarado just like changed yeah. like the whole yeah. complexion of the game because he got so hot. Um, McCollum didn't even have a good game. They were still missing guys. 
There weren't a lot of other standouts in this game besides right. Alvarado and Zion. Um, yeah. So I just feel like uh, if Denver stepped up and played a little bit better defensively and Alvarado doesn't go nuclear, we see a different outcome of that totally. game. Totally. The Pelicans are not more talented than the Nuggets. They're not deeper especially, than the Nuggets. Especially without Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram. Right. Like if you had those tonight. guys, okay, like yeah, yeah. I would disagree, but we can argue. But they were down two of their guys. Yep. And I, yeah, so I just don't, I don't think that's true. By the way, Bone, you know what Bones Highland has done that these guys haven't necessarily done? Win a playoff game against the Golden State Warriors. Whew. Bones Highland did that last he year. He did do yeah. that. Like, he's not a bad player. He's a good player. On a, a playoff game. <laughs> against the Warriors. Against the Warriors. The champs. The number one defense. And he went out there and was a difference maker. Uh, uh, Bones, Bruce Brown, Chanchar, Najee, DeAndre Jordan, mix and match AG and Brown. That's Christian Brown. Chanchar will help the playmaking now. When MPJ is back, it pushes Reed out and hopefully ish. I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, we'll, that, we'll see. MPJ returning could, in theory, help a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Jeff Green returns. Jeff Green, yeah. That's so, also interesting. That is a thing that <laughs> yeah, happen, it's a yeah. thing that will happen. Here's one thing I will say: we're early enough in the season that some of the low minute five man and even three man combos. I see some of this on the timeline. Whenever I ask any analytics people about that, they all think like. That's confirmation bias. You're looking at lineups. You're trying to. You're filtering yeah. through things, and then you're seeing something. Because here's the thing, the Nuggets just played the Houston Rockets twice. They won by a combined 48 points. Their net ratings are all going to look good if for guys that played right. in those games. Yeah. If you're going to sit there and be like, they had a plus 18 offensive or net rating, and it's like, yeah, they beat up on the Rockets. It doesn't tell you anything. So, I mean, do you know who has the best defensive rating on the Nuggets? DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. So. Is he a good defender? No, he's he not. Got, he got cooked tonight. He's not a good right. defender. Does he still have it? Well, I wonder if that's not updated. Technically, well, I it's don't know if it's updated right for there, tonight. Huh? Ish, it's actually Ish Smith, then DeAndre. Jordan. There you go. Again, but, um, but again, Ish has played in two. He's only played right. what five games this yeah. year, and two yeah. of them were against Houston Rockets. This is what I mean: is you can see what you want. If your only games came against the Boston Celtics this year, and yeah. the first game against the Utah Jazz, like you would look horrible. You'd look atrocious. So. Uh, again, take all of that stuff with a grain of salt. All the analytics people I talk to, they just even throw that like out. three quarters of the way through the season. A lot of the analytics people are like, "Yeah, it's may, may, maybe it's something, maybe it's not. Maybe it's something, maybe it's not." Yeah, a lot of and the same with like Jokic. Like, here's the thing: Ish Smith was what a, pl a minus two or something tonight. You know yeah. why? He came in for bones with Jokic came in in that second quarter and they kicked ass again. But yep. it wasn't. It was Jokic going one on four to the rim and scoring every yep. time. All right, what else? Yep. Okay, calling out a coach is not a hot take. I'm glad you're being honest. Thank you, Adam, for mentioning his public comments on MPJ and his favorites. It doesn't inspire confidence. Um, look, it's just my honest take. I, I would say this. The reason I say that I don't, it, it feels like a hot take is because I do think, especially in an immediate aftermath of a game, you don't ever want to say, like, making big sweeping changes for anybody. You know, fire a coach, trade a guy, this or that. Because a lot of that really is just, like, your mood or, or swings like this. This is why tonight, it's like, look, man, these are growing things, and we're looking at a sample size here now of uh, a pretty substantial su uh, sample size. And it also, by the way, tracks years back that I just think he has his guys. And I think it is a, a, a ceiling limiting, a ceiling lowering trait when you have your guys and not your guys. It is just wild how Christian Brown is not one of his guys. It'd be one thing if he played and played like shit. But he, like, early in the season, Malone was forced to go to that hand, and it went well. <laughs> well, we've seen so many positive and good moments from him that it was the argument of, like, 
is he part of the rotation? Well, no. No. And you can't even pinpoint, like, the, the actual moment that it changed. I think that that's where it becomes tough. Like, um, you could look back in the past. I remember the Bobo situation and the, the minute that he, like, lost those minutes. I just can't look at it. It was when he didn't run back on yeah, that exactly. dunk. Everybody knows the moment. Well, yeah. Brown doesn't have that yet. No, Brown actually hustled. Like, the one thing you can say about him, he makes <laughs> mistakes or whatever. Guy works his ass off. He grabs loose balls. Yeah, he that, that's why like, it's so crazy how he's not one of his guys. Mm. Not one of the guys. Out the club. <sighs> Drunk philosophy, another one. We are way too skilled to be this bad. Bad coach. There you go. Well... Sean Ingram said, or Joseph Zygman says, Malone does not deserve to be fired based on the Nuggets' early season record, but I am starting to wonder if he's the right guy to lead Denver to that, that, that's the, of I course, think that's a that's, perfectly fair way to frame it. And, yeah. and the thing about that is, is, I would phrase it another way. This is inevitable. This is inevitable. When you get to this stage, this is what I mean. Like, hey, you're at Jokic's prime. You can't waste three years, two years, whatever. You're at a point now where it's like, if you don't win... You have to figure out, you have to make changes. Yeah. Is that personnel? Is that coaching? Is it front office? Is it structural? Like something has to change at this point because your only mission at this point is to win a championship. Period. End of sentence. All righty. Carl Heinz Schneider says, man, I am pissed. 19 turnovers. Crazy. Yeah, not good. And uh, Ben not Mack. Not good. Ben, oh, Sean Ingram, excuse me. Just really worried about the message being sent to guys like Zeke Braun right now. Uh, Brown, excuse me. Malone's actions are not matching the play the right way stuff. I think there's something to that. Something to it, man. Most That's what. Are. This is why I'm saying not, not his guys. Ben Mack says, Suns fans were making these exact takes after they lost to the Rockets. I'm definitely... Excuse me. I'm definitely bummed, but I think it can turn around. I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, like, look, every team, whenever they lose a game, they, you start to feel this way. Um, I'll say I feel pretty confident, though, making them. This is not one where I, I mean, the like... Suns have the sixth best defense in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, get why yeah, they yeah. were making those takes. Yeah, so also, Suns fans, <laughs> unfortunately, have gotten to know a little too well. Terrible people, really. Just, horrible, <laughs> just, just truly awful human beings. To their core. To their core. A lot of you guys will think I'm just talking about them as fans, but I actually mean... Deep. You no, actually... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just talking. I'm just talking to those people. Hit that outro music, Kale. The energy is about to shift. Did somebody put that out? No. <laughs> Nobody did? I'm, that was I'm a shot at the Suns. I'm just... No, I'm trying fans. to put it out there into and the... Listen, man. Media. The Celtics got off to a horrendous vibe start last season. That's horrendous. right. There's still yeah. time for the energy to shift. There is definitely time. It's a long season. There's a lot going on. And the Nuggets have this weird come home for a game, go on the road for a game, and then after that, starting Saturday, by the way, party bus night. Oh, the baby. The party bus night, starting with that Let's one. Let's go. It starts an extended homestand. What can which, turn the vibes around? How about a DMVR takeover? A oh, man. Is it up to us to turn <laughs> the vibes around? All I will say is the Nuggets played with the most swag they have this in the Jokic era during the last takeover. It's so, so true, man. Michael, well, hopefully, we, were Michael we were all there. Hopefully, I don't know. Is philosophy. Back. Two dollars. Yeah. The energy's about there. To it is. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he just lured him into Hell that yeah. one. I love it. One other programming note: we have a live watch party on Thursday, so we're going to be here or watch along, watch along on Thursday. We're going to be. We used to do these. I think we're going to do them more and more. I actually have one lined up for every week, all the way up until Christmas. We're going to be doing a second screen on YouTube of the game, so we'll do a pregame show. Boom, right into the watch along. That should be a lot of fun. You'll see our instant reactions. Yeah. Have a little if bit you really want to hear my honest takes, watch the uh, watch along. Uh, you're going to have to really <laughs> censor yourself, Harrison. Yeah. Really be careful here. Who do they got on Thursday again? 
It's a um, one-off road game. Is it the- Portland? Oh, Portland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We might I might see, get spicy. We might see Blarick. He might make an appearance on the watch <laughs> along. Spicy. All of those things. So you guys bad. doing a ra- uh, buff show right now? Guys, uh, we're going to head out of the studio, but into the studio is my guy, Jake Schwanitz. Also, my guy, RK. Lots of hype going on right now, guys, around Denver. Actually, around Boulder. It's reached all the way to Denver. It's reached all the way to Broomfield, up where I am at. The uh, Buffs are probably, I I say this, you would think I'm joking, I'm not. The most exciting team in Colorado. (laughs) Like, hands down, the vibes. Definitely the the best vibes. The vibes for the Buffs are higher than every team. They're going to be taking over the studio right now. I can't wait, personally, to hear what they have to say. You guys should tune in as well. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you next time. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.